Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are Locked On Cowboys, your daily Dallas Cowboys podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Thank you for tuning in. I am your host, Marcus Mosier. You can follow me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosier. And joining me today, as always, is my co-host, Landon McCool. You can check him out on Twitter at McCoolBCB. You can also listen to him on the Best Coast Boys podcast. Landon, what's going on, sir? Not much. We uh, continue our march towards training camp. Uh, we're taking a break in our uh, in our uh, training camp breakdowns, position by position breakdown. And uh, we're going to do, uh, again, my favorite time each week is your questions. It's just uh, it's just an opportunity to find out something odd about Marcus that I can make fun of later on Twitter. Oh, stop it. I'll stop. <laughs> uh, so, so today we are going to be talking, uh, again, about your questions. But before we do that, Oh, no. uh, it's it's time to do some rankings, Lennon. Uh, ESPN's oh, no. Jeremy Fowler. Uh, he's been doing these rankings over the last two weeks. Uh, and we got to, to my favorite thing, running backs. And uh, Cowboys running back Ezekiel Elliott came in at number seven, which is a drop from number three last year. Uh, according to one NFC offensive coach, uh, Zeke does not look as explosive as he did a few years ago. But according to uh, an AFC defensive coach that will remain nameless, who is in Pittsburgh, uh, they believe that the Cowboys should give some of Dak's money to Zeke because Zeke is the scariest part of this offense. So, Landon, I ask you, is Ezekiel Elliott still a top five running back or no? They should give Roth some of Roethlisberger's money to Dak and hope to see if they can get a quarterback <laughs> go. going over there. Um, is Zeke is still a top five running back? I, I think that that's very much remains to be seen. I mean, I think it's it, you, you can't ignore what happened last year. I mean, obviously, we've talked about potential uh, uh, excuses, reasons, whatever you want to call them for for why uh, Zeke had a, a, an off year last year, uh, including obviously the injuries along the offensive line, obviously the injury to Dak himself, and and then you know him getting COVID as well. Uh, I, I, look, I, I mean, I think he has gotten a full off season. Uh, he looks. Fantastic from all from everything we've seen. We, we've we've talked about this before. Uh, I, I, I mean, I, I can't make an argument against him dropping because clearly he did not play well last year. So we have to go mm-hmm. by the latest information that we've got. I, I think I'm I'm not putting dirt over Zeke until I see how he bounces back from this. You know, I I have a feeling sure. that he's going to have a bounce back season this year, and then suddenly you know this conversation may have turned a little bit. But um, you know, I I think that. I think that we're going to get an opportunity to see exactly whether or not Zeke has fallen off the cliff. If he can't bounce back from what uh, he did last year, then, I mean, it's, it's going to be pretty clear that he's not the same running back as he was previously. Yeah. So a lot went wrong for Zeke last year, right? Between yeah. Dak, obviously getting hurt in week five, all of the, the changing on the offense between Tyron Smith, most of, missing most of the season, Lyle Collins being out the new center, all of that had a big impact on his play kind of why running backs don't matter right they're they're dependent on what's in front of them right so i I fully expect though if zeke has a healthy offensive line in front of him and dak prescott's under center i think he's going to have a a, a really really strong year so it might just depend on what happens around him right 
Yeah, I mean that's that's a big portion of. I, I, we, we're not, you're not going to give me to disagree that, that I, I'm running trying backs to get you that the, the fight against our running backs don't matter, but you uh, won't. Do I'm it. Not, I'm, I, 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 I mean, again, I, my you you and I don't have a a uh, a black and white argument here. Your argument is that running backs don't matter. My argument is that I don't think it's quite as uh, uh, you know broad as that. I think it's a little more nuanced. But I, I do agree that the way that Zeke played last year put him into the tier where running backs don't matter. We're running where where they're interchangeable to a large degree. So uh, yeah. unless Zeke is able to kind of re-elevate his game out of that group, which is a group that 90 to 95% of the NFL running backs fall yeah. into, uh, then, then I, yeah, I, I will agree with you that he's uh, uh, you know, in that tier of, replaceable uh along with most most running backs uh and and that he 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 definitely is not earning the money that he's being paid now i I think if he can get back to closer to what he had been doing previous years that's a different story but we don't know that yet and all we have is the latest evidence and the latest evidence has not been good so espn ranked ezekiel Elliott as the seventh best running back in the league heading, heading into the season pro football focus did their running back rankings today and Zeke came in at 13. If you had to, you know, kind of pick a spot. Was that PFF Zeke. Sam, though? Was that who that was? Yeah, it was. Our, it was he our good personally hates Ezekiel Elliott, which, uh, you know. Well, no, I think he's just being objective. Where would you mm-hmm. Where would you put him on this list? <laughs> I mean, I think five is fair, but okay. I mean, uh, or five to seven is fair because okay. that's, especially after last year. Uh, but I also, that's also kind of, you know, baking in the idea that I think he's going to have a bounce back here. If, if last year is who he is now, then I think that the, that I think that the P of that Sam's rankings are, are, are correct. But I I mean, I don't believe that that's who Zeke is. I feel like that was an off year and that he's going to bounce back. And and that's why I'm giving him a little bit closer to where he was previous. uh, Sam was actually very complimentary of Zeke. He basically said he's a running back without any real fault flaws. The the fumblings can be a problem, but he's somebody who's just very well balanced. He's just not exceptional anywhere anymore. And I I kind of lean that way, but that where you rank that player is kind of up in the air. Because if you say, hey, this is a running back without many flaws, I could easily say, okay, cool. That's the sixth best running back in the league. I have a guy that I, I, I don't have to take off the field. But if you're looking for one special trait anymore, I'm not sure Zeke has it. I mean, I think he's pretty special in and not taking losses. I think he's pretty special in in in, in his ability okay. to you know uh, what's the guess reduce negative plays. I mean, obviously sure. the fumbles are a problem. The fumbles are like he has to find a way around those. But I also think that he that that was also a very streaky thing. You know, he got sure. what was it four fumbles and five games or something like that. It was ridiculous. It was so he tends to uh, go on these little bit of uh, streaks and it, it yeah. seems like for the most of his career, he's able to clean it up, but it does seem like it gets in his head for a couple weeks at a time. And it becomes a big problem. If he can Almost avoid like that, kicker, right. Almost like a yeah. really good kicker who gets into a slump and then can kind of get themselves out of it. Yeah. And I, you know, I think a lot of it too is how much time did he get in training camp? Because I think that's – you saw a lot of this happen all up front and early in the season, right? And so it's the first few times he's taking hits, first few times he's, you know, uh, he's getting used to that. I think that there's something there too. I don't know that he has like a – I think you're right. It's a streaky fumble problem. I don't think he has like a full-time – like I don't, I'm not holding my breath every time he he, he runs the yeah. ball like, like, like some other running backs, like Tiki Barber back in the day, right? 
I agree. Or even Adrian Peterson. Peterson was kind of that same yeah, that's way true. where, you know, he had a, a really high fumble rate. Um, we're going to continue to talk about Zeke in just a second. I know you're really excited, Landon. But I'm before so we do that, I, I want to tell you guys about Bet Online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing, and you can track all of the action on Bet Online. Get all the latest news, odds, and info on all your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, and UFC. Before the next pitch, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore, as this is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs to the playoffs. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. All right, Lena, let's get to some of these Twitter questions. This one comes from Zach. How differently would we view this Cowboys team today if they drafted Jalen Ramsey instead of Ezekiel Elliott in 2016? I mean, come on. Are you writing? Are you, are you have a burner account that you're yes, writing? These this is a, this is a, Zach is a good follow. You can you can check out his work. It's a good question. Well, uh, I, basically what would happen is that we would have a different running back and we would be pissed about Jalen Ramsey playing cornerback for some other team because he forced his way off this roster and uh, wanted to go get paid someplace else. We'd be enjoying those two first-round picks that we got, though. That would be nice. Mm, or or not. Or, or, or we would have busted on him. Who knows? Maybe. Uh, you are such a negative person. Has anybody ever told you that before? I am such a negative person. Me. Okay. Let's let's uh, let's let's Listen, unpack that a little bit. I I do think. Man, I I don't know if Jalen would be on this team in 2021. However, I don't know if he would be on this team in 2017 at this the way he acts at times. He is a fantastic player, and it's still it would have been the right pick. I, even going back now in hindsight, we we said it. I, hold on. I said it at the time that using the, the fourth pick on Zeke would have been the smart move. As great of a prospect as Zeke is, taking the, the star cornerback from Florida State always made more sense. Again, I don't know if he's there long-term for the Cowboys, but I just think he's a better overall player at the more important position. Probably end up playing safety if you get drafted here anyways. Frankly. Well, finally, we'd have a good safety. So that, what, what are we complaining about? No, we wouldn't because he would have he would have he would have demanded a trade week two of play after playing safety and demanded that he go play someplace else. And we would have had a huge mess on our hands. So probably not. Uh, okay. Uh, I love the what ifs. Question. We could we could do that, but it, it's not like a, a linear thing. It's cascading. So all kinds of different stuff happens after after Zach, one we'd be enjoying our, I'm just gonna answer this question right to Zach. If you're listening, we would be enjoying our Six Super Bowl win. It would have oh been all. God. It would have been all roses. It'd be great. Uh, next question from Steven. Uh, can you name some breakout hopefuls, uh, potential starters to potential first-time Pro Bowlers? Well, I mean, a, a lot of the guys that we had talked about before. It, you know, it, it depends on what you mean by breakout, too. I think as well. Um, you know, I think first-time Pro Bowlers, all pro, I think you could say C.D. Lamb. I mean, I think he yeah, is that's primed for, yeah. for a huge one. Um, I think, you know, Randy Gregory never technically broke out. So I wouldn't yeah. be surprised if he came in and, and and you know, gave, gave an 8-10 to 10 sack performance and really, you know, because of a national stage, really showed up in a lot of national radars. Uh, you know, if Donovan Wilson is able to take another step, I mean, he was kind of inching towards that. And if, you know, maybe in off season, if, if things go well, he could be a guy, a, you know, Diggs is a guy who could do that. Um, 
you know, I, I just I think you guys know the names as well as I do as far as like potentially breaking out. I think that I, I think it's really just about how they fit in their situations this year uh, and, and, you know, how how they kind of had ended up at the end of the year last year. Gallimore is a guy who I think, you know, his mm-hmm. arrow is pointing up that could potentially take a step. Um, you know, really, it's 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 the same guys that we thought were kind of making their way at the end of the year last year. Uh, that we're hoping that, you know, just with another off season of improvement, a, a change in situation, depending on what side of the ball they're on, uh, that could really kind of just open things up for them to really take that next step. Yeah. To, I mean, CD lamb is the obvious answer, but the guy that I think is really going to break out from just being a solid starter to potentially a pro bowl guy is Trevon Diggs. And you mentioned him, right. Uh, on top of playing really well down the stretch. Cause remember he, he broke his foot. I believe it was in week nine or week 10 came back in yeah. week 15 actually played pretty well when he came back but everything that i've been hearing from talking to people around the cowboys talking to people with who's been working out with trevon Diggs, he's just ready for a monster season and then on top of that i think this scheme fits him really well right like yeah. this is a perfect scheme for his skill set i just think with his confidence level his ability to track the ball in the air i i think he's in for a, a big season and we might not even see teams throw at him that much for a couple of reasons. He might be really good, <laughs> and the yeah. other quarterbacks might be really might bad. Be right? good. Yeah, they might exactly. just completely avoid him. So yeah. I, it could be one of those years where you know teams only get 300 total yards on Trevon Diggs, and we're talking about him as a, a Pro Bowler. That would not surprise me at all. Yeah, and and I think you know a lot of what you said is true. That the circumstances play well for him because of what you said. He he won't get a bunch of targets simply because he will c- probably be clearly the best corner on this team yep. uh, once yep. we start next year. So, uh, yeah, I mean, obviously, like like we said, Diggs, several of these younger guys who started to get a lot more snaps at the end of the year that that actually did something with them. I think those are the guys that you're looking for, uh, uh, looking towards to to take a big step coming into this uh, training camp. All right, this is a really interesting question from at arguing underscore Cowboys. Is there anybody you don't want to see make the team in 2021? Wow. Um. Hmm. I, I, I get you, do you have someone to give me a second? Because I actually I have to. I don't How know. about the offensive to... tackle they drafted? Okay, well, jo- yeah, Josh Ball. Yeah, um, <laughs> I mean, okay, that makes for obvious reasons. <laughs> for obvious reasons, I, I could definitely see that. I'll, I'll give you um, one, like Cooper Rush. Like, there's no point in keeping Cooper Rush on the active roster, right? Like, I, I'd rather just go into the season with Dak and Garrett Gilbert and save that roster spot and use it on somebody else. And it's nothing against Cooper Rush. It's more about the spot, like having that third quarterback who we kind of know who he is, is just not all that valuable to me. Uh, this guy's already cut, but I, I, my, 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 <laughs> my, my vote before was, was Antoine Woods, because I, I feel like yeah. as solid as he was, it felt like he was a crutch. You know, it yes. felt like the yep. Cowboys were lo- using him too much as, oh, well, at least Antoine Woods is there. And it's like, that's not enough or good enough. Well, like, could we so- say the same thing about like Darian Thompson? Yeah. Okay. We can do that for sure. Is that there, there, it just feels like there are guys that are on this roster that are middling that, you know, will their presence on the roster allows you to continue to be middling at those positions, right? Like yes. you need yeah. to kind of, uh, uh, what's the phrase, uh, burn the boats, right? Like, mm-hmm. like, like fully commit to getting better at that position and stop, uh, uh, you know, filling your roster with safe floor guys who aren't that all yes. that safe. Yeah, I, I, there's just a couple of these guys that are just 
progress blockers and stoppers, yeah. right? And I feel like Darian Thompson's one. I think Antoine Woods was another. I'm trying to think mm-hmm. if there's any – maybe at the linebacker position, like if they keep – is, is Justin March back on this team? I, I think he's gone, right? Yeah, I think he's gone. Yeah. Yeah, but like those type of players, right? Like you just – we don't need them anymore. And frankly, maybe Dorrance Armstrong is one, right? Like we've we've had three yeah, years of Dorrance Armstrong. He's certainly getting to that point, you know, where he's just – he's been on the, on the team for so long and, you know, you just – you don't really know like what, what – what's the what's the plan here where where is he going like is he getting any better than this and if he's not you know we still have numbers that we need to test out to see how they are and and, and i'd rather see chauncey golston and bradley and i like i'd rather see those guys get those snaps right yeah those are the real those are the real kind of progress stoppers right not just like middling starters but like backups that you're just you've been waiting for years to develop and just probably aren't going to develop, right? Correct. Like, yes. I think at some point you just have to pull the Band-Aid on a guy like Dorrance Armstrong. Even though you liked some of the stuff he did last year in, in dropping back in coverage, it's like, what are we doing here? Like, yeah. just because you like a defensive end's ability to randomly drop back in coverage, it's not a reason to keep this guy. So, yes. uh, And that's nothing against Dorrance Armstrong. Maybe he comes into training camp and finally turns it on because we've seen it from him. You know, We've seen glimpses, but, but at some point you have to actually correct produce uh and and otherwise you're just blocking other people's opportunities to actually get that chance to produce all right let's get to some more questions but before we do that i want to tell you guys about built bar it's the absolutely best tasting protein bar out there it's hard to even explain it it's real chocolate with amazing flavors it's just a great combination of low calories high protein and low sugar with no crazy additives best of all they taste absolutely fantastic go to builtbar.com and use promo code locked on and you'll get 10 percent off your next box at builtbar.com. I saw a good question today, Landon, uh, in, in the in the messages about are you going to be bringing built bars out to training camp at Oxnard to feed the people? And I said, you know what, that's that's not a bad idea. I think you should bring a box out there and and, and help the people out. Well, let's let's be absolutely clear. Th- that question was active, asked by Yuma Cactus, and and the only reason <laughs> Yuma is asking that is because he is going to be standing next to me at training camp, and it's just wanting me to feed him built bars the entire well, time. Well, listen, Yuma does some great work with video, so we might have to we might have to feed him. Hey, I'm not saying that I'm not going to bring him out built bars. I'm just saying that everyone who thinks that I'm bringing out a box of built bars and that everyone's going to eat them, Yuma's going to yeah. eat them. Yeah, Yuma uh, will have them all. Bill Bar, let's hook up our guys that are going to be out yeah, next time for training camp. Uh, all right, a couple more questions before we go. Uh, this is a, a really good one from uh, at H, AH underscore performance. Is the new combination of youth, speed, and athleticism on defense combined with Dan Quinn being undervalued? No one thinks the defense has a chance against teams like Tampa Bay or Kansas, Kansas City. But speed and athletes is exactly what matches up well against those teams. Is there a chance that this is like a top 12, top 15 unit rather than just, you know, average? Because that's basically what we've been talking about the whole time of this podcast. If the Cowboys defense can be even slightly below average, they're going to be fine. Is there a chance they're, they're better than that? I mean, I think that there's a chance that they could statistically be up in that area if, you know, there's a co- – because there's a little bit of, of element of complementary football going on, right? You know, where you know, the Cowboys are able to score a bunch of points. It puts uh, upwards pressure on offenses to try to score points. Mm-hmm. And then the process of trying to score points makes them take more risks. And the Cowboys being able to uh, take advantage of those risks, I think that is the kind of situation that could, yeah, vaunt them into that, that area. You know, I don't know if – 
they're not going to be a team that uh, you know won't allow like more than seventeen points a game. You know, they're not going to be a team that shuts a, a, a starting offense down regularly. Probably. That you yeah. know, to, but but what they could be is a team that gets a ton of turnovers, that causes mm-hmm. a ton of turnovers, that gets the ball back for their offense a lot, uh, and and that you know, if you wanted to consider. I, you know, I guess it depends on how you slice what good is for defense, right? If, if you sure, want a sure. defense that's going to completely shut down the other team's offense, this is probably not that defense. But if you want a team that can take advantage of mistakes, that can get the ball back for, for their offense, that can make life difficult for an offense that is trying to play catch up against a, a, a superior offense, uh, I think that the, the Cowboys could definitely fit the bill there. And And like I said, they could get a whole bunch of lucky breaks because of all the pressure that gets put on uh, the opposing team offense by their offense. I also hate to be this guy, but like, tell me the quarterbacks are playing this season. Like yeah. I, I know we can look at the, the 17 game schedule and be like, okay, they're going to play this guy, this guy, this guy, but it doesn't work that way because of injuries. Mm-hmm. If they hit a string of like, let's say they play six backup quarterbacks throughout the year because of injury luck, right? Their defense is probably going to be artificially inflated, right? Like if they, for whatever reason, let's say they avoid Matt Ryan and the Falcons are playing their backup quarterback. That's probably going to help their overall defensive ranks, and we see it every year. Again, I'm going to reference the Steelers. They played seven backup quarterbacks in 16 games last year. That's going to help your defensive standing. We see it time and time again. Teams that played Dallas last year, right, in the second half of the season when they were playing Ben DiNucci and Garrett Gilbert and Andy Dalton, that certainly helped their defensive rankings compared to if they were playing Dak Prescott earlier in the year. So who they play, and then you mentioned the turnovers, right? Like if they're plus 15 in the turnover column this year, they're probably going to be a top 12 defense. It's just just the way it is. But if they continue to struggle to force fumbles and get interceptions, they, they probably will struggle. That's yeah, it and, is, and right? you, you heard it here for, first, folks. Uh, defense doesn't matter. Um, it's we're uh, getting there. No, no, no. I just, the the best way to judge how good a defense is, is by the quarterback, the quarterbacks, the way it is. Defense is also something that's incredibly, uh, unstable. You know, it's not, you know, it's not something that you can rely on year to year and, and, and maybe even week to week, you know, it's because it has, this is a matchup league. And, and, uh, you know, one week you may match up a lot better against uh, an offense and then the next week you don't match up as well. So um, and and I think that that kind of speaks to why the Cowboys have built this very, uh, you know, top heavy. Yeah, well, well, that for sure. But also a defense that has that can do a variety of things up front. Right. Is because to help them kind of deal with all the potential different matchups they may face week to week, you know? Um, and, 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 and I think that that's, you know, you want to know the big difference. People ask like, what's the big difference between uh, uh, Marinelli and what we're doing here now with Quinn. And I think that's it is that, you know, yeah, uh, they both are technically cover three, cover one, one gap schemes, but I, I it varies clear, very much clear that this defense is going to be a lot more, uh, uh, wide variety. It's going to be ma- a lot yeah. more ma- multiple matchup specific, just simply by the variety of types of players that they have on their defensive line. I think you can get away with playing that Rod Marinelli defense for the regular season because over the course of 16, 17 games, you're going to do t- typically pretty well against most quarterbacks. But when you get into big games against good quarterbacks, they just shred that defense, right? 
And frankly, that's still a little bit of my concern about Dan sure. Quinn's defenses because they they do get beat by good quarterbacks like mo- most teams do. But I do think you're right. His defenses are more multiple than the traditional Tampa 2, Rob Marinelli, Monty Kiffin style of defense. And I think that's why I'm a little bit more optimistic about how this team matches up against good quarterbacks than I were or I was a few years ago. I agree. Just the way it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, that is it for today's show. Thank you guys for tuning in. As always, you can download and subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can continue to support us on YouTube. Uh, follow us on Twitter at LockedOnCowboys. You can follow Landon at McCoolBCB. I'm at Marcus underscore Mosier, and we will see you next time.